Hi, this is Jane Patton. And I'm Trisha Barday. And we want to welcome you to the podcast True North, a ministry of North Road Community Church. We are so excited to use this space to continue the conversations that happen when we hear a Sunday morning sermon or are reading the Bible or just in community with one another. So thank you for spending the next few moments with us, listening to our guests and joining us as we continue our walk north. And be sure to share us with your friends. Let's get started. Welcome back to True North. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. What have we done? Where have we been? Fall season, but we've had a summer of what crazy family stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was just good to take a break. Mm-hmm. I think it was good to take a break. But we are back, and we are back today with a special guest. We have Katie Bynum with us here today. Yay! Yay. We're <laughs> excited. I was talking to Trisha. Trisha, I guess it was about a month ago or so. When did you start E three, Katie? My first meeting was September 15th. So September, and we're in October. But I remember seeing what was happening in your life on social media, and we're going to get into that in just a second. But I remember thinking, we need to have this girl on here to talk about what what she's so passionate about, because I think what we'll talk about, but as a mother, the things that you're doing are, we just need more resources as moms. Exactly. I mean, truly, it's seriously one of the hardest jobs to mother well, the calling and, and the anointing that we're we're given by God to do this thing. So is that kind of, Katie, tell us, we'll start with this. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and uh, where, where you worship and just give us a little bit, tell, tell us who you are. Okay. Um, yes, I agree with you. Mothering is the hardest thing ever. For yes, real. So yeah. that's where this comes from, my heart in it. Um, my name is Katie Bynum. I am originally from Texas, grew up there. Um, my husband and I moved to Memphis, Tennessee, for a year. And is that then, where that Southern draw comes from? No, or straight from Texas. Texas. On, on the southern farm. Southern. I got Texas. it. Yeah, on <laughs> <Yes>. the farm. <laughs> um, and then we have now been here for, let's see, 13 years. My second child is my timetable for how long we have been here. We moved here with my husband's job. And um, part of the story about where this ministry comes from is what happened to me when I was a brand new mom living in Memphis, Tennessee. So mm-hmm. I can share that whenever you're ready. But sure. um, I currently have... We have three children. Um, Brayden is 15, Branson is 13, and Kaylin Faith is just turned seven. And um, like Jane said, motherhood is a very, very hard thing. And I, all my life, I've been just a very hard worker, very driven, very passionate, um, following the Lord and all of that. And I felt like life actually was fairly easy. I would work hard and I would do well, and Jesus was my guide and all that. But it wasn't until I had children that came crashing because I couldn't do it in my own strength. Mm. And they were making choices as a little wee baby, right? That I couldn't control. And he didn't eat well and he didn't sleep well and it was out of my control and I couldn't I couldn't do motherhood. And it was hard for me as a perfectionist <laughs> person to deal with that. And I think that during that time is when I really drew on strength from the Lord and really um, grew in my relationship with God. And so that's where this ministry called E3 was birthed out of. Um, 15 years ago, I was in Memphis area. We had moved there. Um, When we moved, I had a four-month-old baby, and um, my husband was working very, very, very long hours with his first career outside of college. And um, it was just me and this little baby that didn't sleep and didn't eat, and I knew no one. and it dropped me to my knees. And I we I searched around for a church because I knew I needed to be planted into something and I couldn't find a church and I found a mom's group. I liked the mom's group, but it was not godly based by any means. And so eventually I found a church. And one of the first weeks I was at the church, um, they told me about a mom's group. 
And so I went to this mom's group and I sat there and I cried and I cried and I cried every, every week I Mm -hmm. cried, but I was, had a weary soul and a weary body. Um, and I was lonely and she talked about God and how to mother and mother mother with the Lord is your guide. And I I yearned for that so deeply. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that moment, um, at some point during it in the year that I got to sit under this lady named Jean Stockdale, that God just kindly whispered, one day, Katie, Mm -hmm. you're going to speak and encourage moms just the same way. Mm -hmm. It makes me teary that you um, are being ministered to now. Mm -hmm. And that was 15 years ago. And so just to watch God take and use that and and birth that 15 years later, which I've felt coming on for the past five years. I just didn't know when that was right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always in his time. So that's a long introduction, Jane. I love it. <laughs> now, what I think is so interesting, I want to pause here just for a second for anybody who's listening to this. What is so interesting to me is that God will oftentimes use our trauma mm-hmm. in order to birth something that will help somebody else in their trauma. He just does. And he'll use us to minister in the ways that we have been ministered to. Mm-hmm. And and I, don't, I think it's because of however we've been ministered to reaches such a deep level in us that we realize other people need this. Yes. And that seems to be what you're doing, what you're launching, that you knew that you needed that. Was her name Jean Stockdale? Uh-huh. Yeah, that you yeah. knew, God knew you needed a Jean Stockdale, yes. right? Yes. And so obviously there's going to be people that need a Katie Bynum mm-hmm. to come alongside them now, 15 years later to invest in them. So you, what is E3? What does that what does that represent? Yeah, so um, E3. Three stands for three E's, and the first is really encourage. (laughs) Three E's, E's. encourage, equip, and embrace. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be like the vision of it is to um, here. I'm gonna have to read because now you lost me. (laughs) Made me laugh in that. (laughs) To encourage and equip moms of all ages and Mm -hmm. stages to embrace the high calling of motherhood. Um, I emphasize the awe because I did get to go to lots of mops groups or moms groups growing up, growing up and um, you know, they were always for preschool moms. And then I reached the stage and I was like, <laughs> I need it now worse than ever when teenage kids and there's nothing around. Mm-hmm. And so I really, my heart is to incorporate any mom that may wanna come to be encouraged or equipped um, to learn how to embrace motherhood in any season that they're in. And that is been really cool to get to see. Um, at our groups, there are moms of all ages. That's great. And um, all stages. My heart's desire would also be to in, a mom that doesn't know about God yet mm-hmm. to get to come and learn that that's how I'm getting my encouragement is from the Lord and my guidance from Him. So yeah. so how is it like if somebody were to come to an E3 event, how, like, how do they find out about those kinds of things? Is it through your church? Is it a nonprofit separate from your church? Or how does that work? Currently, it is set up through our church. Uh-huh. Um, it is associated with the church, but it is for yeah anyone. Okay. It is not a nonprofit yet. Yes, yet, mm-hmm. yeah. We got yeah. Dreams. We'll see step Yay. by step. Yeah. Um, and I will say that's part of it. Like I had felt laid on my heart about five years ago. Something along these lines. I tried some different avenues. It didn't quite feel right. Anytime I did it, it was great. It was beautiful. God used it. But I was like, there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, a lady at church did not know exactly what I was walking through at that time, and she called me up. She was like, Katie, you have something I'd like to share with you. And she sent me this picture and it was a picture of um, like the side of a road, like an interstate and there were pieces. And she's like, what does that mean to you? I was like, it looks like a piece of the puzzle. And that was exactly what she said. Um, I'm going to read what she said when she called me and told me. And when I said it looked like a piece of the puzzle, she said, wait on him piece by piece until God comes back. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
And that was exactly what I needed because I had been receiving little pieces of the puzzle, but I wanted the whole thing before I would take a step forward. And that's not how God works, right? And so I do feel like currently now is another beautiful piece of the puzzle. He's using it, but I still sense there could be more. We'll just day by day, right? And it is day by day. You go step by step as God leads, so... That's fantastic to hear that message of piece by piece, because as moms, I think one of the things that we get caught up in is wherever we are right now, we project our entire future, our children's future. Like they're really struggling here and we get so overwhelmed that we forget that this is just a piece of the journey Mm -hmm. or a piece of their lives. And if everything's great, we might relax mm-hmm. and not prepare for the next season. And if everything's terrible, we get overwhelmed with projecting our our motherhood, their lives, our marriage or whatever. Like it's just gonna be so horrible for as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. So I love how you're talking about, and I think that's great for all of us moms to hear that, Let's just take the piece that we're given. That's good. Let's just take whatever fragments that God has given and he's going to um, breathe life into it. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> when they come to your meetings and sort of things, since you have moms of all ages, um, what, like, do you speak to them? Do you have like a topic? Is it like a, a how does, what does it look like for somebody who's curious about it? Yeah, great question. Um, currently, what it looks like is the first would be kind of a review of what we had learned week before last. So I'm meeting twice a month right now. And um, then there would be Bible teaching. And currently that has also been just what God has laid on my heart, maybe with something I'm dealing with or something I feel like moms are struggling the most with. Um, We've only done it three times. (laughs) We're headed into our fourth. And so that's what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. So it'd be 30 minutes of Bible teaching. And then a lot of discussion time. Um, This last time was so beautiful. Um, For 30 straight minutes, the mom sat at the table and just discussed practical, applicable ways they could put that into their mothering. Um, So good. It was on Deuteronomy 6. I was just sharing a little bit ago, and that is where um, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, but then it is teach them to your kids as you're going. And so it's, um, you know, while you're driving down the road, used to be walking, now it's driving. And then it's when you sit at, so possibly meal times, and then when you rise and when you go to bed. And those back then were the times they would notice that their kids were most open to learn about God's commandment, God's ways. It's the same today. It is. That is when our kids are open to talking to us. Mm-hmm. And so just being aware of those times and being intentional to carve out times to talk to your kids during that. Um, so we, I taught on that and then I gave them time, 30 mm-hmm. minutes to sit and just discuss. Now, how could you take your four-year-old and talk to them at mealtime mm-hmm. or at bedtime, talk to your 16-year-old that really needs to open up to you about whatever hard went on in their life. Mm-hmm. Or as you're driving down the road, like you're always driving with kids. Oh, look at the beautiful creation God has put around you and mm-hmm. talk intentionally about whatever it is right in front of your face. It's it not the 20-minute Bible study you think you need to have with your kids. That's so good. As you're going. That's that's so good. One of the things, honestly, that so I have, we have, I have two older children. I have a 21-year-old away at college. I have a almost 20-year-old. She'll be 20 next week uh, who's, who's preparing to get married, but we still have a 13-year-old in the home. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we do because that Deuteronomy passage is so important and it talks about, again, like you just said, that we teach our children about the Lord as we go mm-hmm. along. Well, when you have a 13-year-old it and older kids, it gets harder and harder as you go because they're going places <laughs> you're so not true. going. You know what I mean? Like they're going places and you're going places. and But the one place that 
that I still go with Matthew every single day is to school. Mm-hmm. I'm the driver because he's 13 and he goes to a school where we drive him to school. And so I was like, I prayed about it. I'm like, God, how do I disciple my son at yes. 13? How do I intentionally disciple? And and God, I mean, for whatever reason, the day and age we live in, it, it's not hard. Yeah. You know, if you download the Bible Gateway app or Uversion, it's U-version. Uversion app, and then you can search plans. So I literally went on Uversion and I downloaded middle school. Mm-hmm. I just texted it. I texted in baseball. We started with baseball yes. in the fall and, and they have baseball devotionals because that's what my son is they interested do. in. That's you fantastic. What they're yes. interested we in, right? Too, yeah. yeah. And then, and then I was like, well, we finished that one. So that God, what is another one? And I just typed, texted in middle school because mm-hmm. he's in the eighth grade. And, and so every day, but the thing is that I'm driving, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have Matt read the devotional mm-hmm. and then read the scripture. And then at the end of it, I will ask him, like there was one on how to love other people. So this is what's funny is that when you ask a child, sometimes I feel like children want to give you the Bible answer, like even though it's not right. <laughs> right Do you know what I right. mean? They want to say, what is the Jesus answer to this? You know. <laughs> so like this particular devotion was on how to love other people like in action. And so I was like, Matt, how do you, like we read it. And I said, how do you think you're supposed to feel, do this today? How are you supposed to love somebody? And he's like, read the Bible. And I'm like, yeah. well, baby. <laughs> how are you going to do that, that for I, real today? Yeah, I think that would bless the Lord, but I don't see that, you know, like would, would bless somebody else. So at the end of the day, so I, but we just had a cute little conversation, but I was trying to get him really think about this, Matt. How can we apply this in real time? Because that's the goal, right? When you read the scripture, it's not just head knowledge. Yeah. How do we flesh this out? Mm. And so I went home that day and I was like, Lord, just please, please help him to understand this, how, how it fleshes out. And so the night before we had had brownies in our house, there was one brownie left. It was a corner piece too. So that's like right up my alley. <laughs> I will take corner pieces and edges all day long. And the Holy Spirit prompt me and he's like, wrap that up and take it to Matt at pickup Aww. and show him this is love in action. That's he good, also Jane, loves, right? You know it. what I mean? So, I do. And that's how it is it's, as you go yeah. along. This is not difficult. My favorite phrase for it is just teachable moments. And I am a teacher at heart. And so when can you have those little teachable moments? So yeah. we had a similar thing take place about a week ago. And um, I was driving my kids to school and I gave them their challenge for the day that came from our Bible reading. I use version. Mm-hmm. There's a video one. I just do the video for the kids and then there are the questions. So I have them read me the question and the prayer. Anyways, propose the question. I have one that's a very heartfelt, genuine, loves Jesus kid. And he always has beautiful answers at the end of the day. Then I have another one and it's, uh, I didn't do that. Uh I didn't shine Jesus' light, I didn't do nothing, right? Just, (laughs) oh, plain. So that day he was complaining at the end of the day because he left his phone at school because he put it in the little cubby they now have to keep them in because they can't have them anymore at high school. He was like, no one else puts them in the cubby. I'm the only one. Mm -hmm. I follow the rule and now I forgot my phone. And so it was beautiful because I was like, hey, you follow the rule. Mm -hmm. You were obedient. Mm -hmm. You did what authority asked you to do. And that is following what God asked you to do that day. So So good. In action. It, you fell into it, but you <laughs> yeah. obeyed. We're going to celebrate yes. that. That's I right. love it. Yes. We'll take it however we can get it. That's, That's right. exactly right. I remember having to do a lot of commuting with my kids, and I think it it just looks different at different stages, mm-hmm. you know? But I love how you're saying, like, this doesn't have to be a formal Bible study, because I think a lot of times moms are like, oh, I don't know that much about the Bible, or I haven't done this or that or whatever. But it's more about... You just pass on what you know, pass on what you're doing or use it as an example. And those times in the in the car, 
um, especially for boys. Boys, it's very hard for boys to have face-to-face conversations, but they love having side-to-side conversations. Right. That's and true. that's why it's so, I, I have all boys, so that's all I can I can relate to. And I've spent a lifetime trying to understand guys <laughs> and be a mom that's effective to to all boys. And that's one of the the secrets, like have a side to side conversation, be busy doing something like be in the car or yeah. be doing chopping something. vegetables yes. or work on a puzzle mm-hmm. or, the, you know, that 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 face to face is is just a lot, mm-hmm. but they really open up side to side. So one of my rules was no phones in the car because this is our time together. I just really treasure my time with you. Or if the phones are on, you're choosing what we're listening to. Like if, if we're going to listen to a song or we're going to listen to a YouTube video or whatever, we're going to do it together. So pick it for the family because then we can have a conversation mm-hmm. about it and we can talk and we can have inside jokes and have all of those things. And I can't tell you how many listening to f- silly middle school little videos and yep. stuff like that, that we actually had incredible conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even just teaching them social skills, like, hey, I asked you how your day was. Now it's your turn to ask me how my day <laughs> right, was. Right. Like, Those are beautiful this, things to teach. This yeah. is, these are life skills. This isn't just you being considerate of my feelings. This yeah. is me training you to be an adult one day. And this yes. is what adults do, especially if you're a freshman in high school. So my kids over time have, even my my youngest son, who is is a little quieter at home, will say, how was your day, mom? And so I try to think of one thing that I know he might interest him and not mm-hmm. bore him to death. And a lot of times it was, well, you know, I had a really, someone be really rude to me today. And all of a sudden his ears mm-hmm. prick up, you know, and just being honest. And he's like, well, who was it? And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter who it was. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? I don't, I don't want to sow bitterness into your heart, but this is how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And this is how I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it. That's awesome to get to teach them those last yeah. skills, but also see that you're not perfect and you're dealing with issues just like they're going to face in life also and they, talk them through that. They so are good. one of the things that I've noticed, even in women's ministry, this is another reason why I think what you're doing is so important is kind of what you were just talking about, how you're like, you're a, you're a boy mom, right? And now you have Mark, which is a beautiful thing. You have your husband, Mark. But what I notice so much during women's ministry is that you have all these moms who want to raise their kids to know and love God, but their partner, their husband is not there yet. They don't share that same passion or the same sense of um, uh, urgency, urgency, yeah. or do you know what I mean? Or just honestly, passion res- towards passion it or responsibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. God has appointed them to that, but they're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And and I always have compassion for that because I know how long the, like the Lord has worked stuff out in me yes. to bring me, you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. want to give grace. I don't want to, like, I'm not bashing just to make, I'm not bashing our husbands, but there are so many women that are like, who's going to disciple my boys? Who's going to disciple my girls? You are. That's right. God has called you. you and are. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. okay. And it's good. And it's firming. And God will give you the tools and the he resources does. to be do that. I yeah. think the devil makes women and moms feel so defeated. Yeah. And it causes such a problem in marriages so much when if they would just pray for their spouse like they're supposed to, love their spouse like they're supposed to, and then use the tools and resources God is equipping them with to do the job, to parent and to disciple like like, he, like we can. So the second E is the equip. And there were two verses that I chosen that go with that. And it's Hebrews 13, 21, may he equip you so with good. all you need for doing his will. And then um, the second Peter 1, 3, by his divine power, God has given us what we need. And that is to speak into moms to say, 
God has equipped you and it is a hard job, but your child that's giving you the trouble they're giving you now, God knew. Yes. And he is going to give you what you need to get through that if you will lean on him yes. and not what others are saying. And it, it is you, mom, you are there. And yeah. even if your husband's not coming alongside you to do it the same way, God will help you. He will. In fact, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the helper. Mm. He's called he the helper. He identifies himself as the helper. And so it's so important that we're pointing people to Christ and, and the real source of help, which yes. is what you're doing. Yes. Well, and can I just, because now I'm so passionate about boys <laughs> and just men and what they're called to do and being on this journey with, with the three men that God has given me, coming from a household of all girls, you know, my dad was a firefighter. He was a very manly man and he was equipped to raise girls. So he wanted to raise us to be ladies, you know, and I appreciate that so much, but I think a, a lot of ways my dad was hard for me to understand because I was just coming from a purely girl view. So having all these boys, I really had to understand the boy and the male psyche. And I just want to give a plug for husbands and men who maybe the way that they're walking out their lives and their relationship with God is a little different than ours. And as women, just recognizing that a guy who brings home a paycheck so good every yeah. every week, yeah. a guy who's working for his family, a guy who is trying to make uh, honest decisions in his business. You know, uh, th there are so many things that are righteous mm -hmm. that are beyond how many hours they spend in the Bible. Yeah, but true. having integrity, mm -hmm. um, being there for his family, releasing his wife to go to church mm -hmm. um, in, in whatever place that he's at, you married that man for a reason. Mm -hmm. It probably wasn't because he was a horrible person. Mm -hmm. um, and that just focusing on the things that he does bring to the table and highlighting that to those kids. That's good. It's okay for you to be the Bible teacher in the home and to honor a spouse who walks out their spirituality or maybe doesn't have spirituality to still recognize the character that they have and to point that out to your kids. Like, look at how your dad does this for his family. Look at how your dad does this for you. Look at how he, you know, and still lifts him up and recognize honor. that those are spiritual attributes. Anything good is, is a spiritual beautiful. attribute. And your kids pick up on that, what you're saying about them. Mm -hmm. I love you say that. I do come from my mom, hardcore in church from the day I was born, but my father was not. And in fact, he got saved and baptized the same time I did. Um, and I wa have watched him through the years come to Jesus more and more and develop more of a relationship with God, but it looks very, very different than my mom's. Yeah. My husband, love him dearly. His way he's teaching my kids is not the same way I'm teaching my kids. Yeah. And how you talked about just praying for them continually, but honoring yes. the things he does so well. Yeah. And it is working hard for my family to provide and being there in all their sporting events. And that is what is very meaningful and impactful for him. Yeah, it's so good. And present. I mean, they're teaching the presence. He's yes. teaching presence, which our Heavenly Father is present. One of the things that I wanted to, to drop on or, or touch on um, is that you gave birth to two biological boys, right? Yes. But then you had an addition. That is true. Tell yes. us about it. Yes. So, um, five is it oh it'll be six years in March um we were able to adopt a little girl from China uh Kaylin 
um, Kaylin Faith, and she comes from Kunming, China. We, um, I walked very closely alongside a friend that got to adopt from China, and as she was walking through that, God laid big time on my heart that we would do that. And in fact, it started back when I was in, I remember specifically sitting in church listening to a missionary, and I was a young girl, and um, them talking about adopting children, and it was put on my heart way, way, way back then. Um, and then again, in a message, I was listening to, uh, I've actually been praying for my husband to come alongside me and um, want to adopt whenever it was God's timing. And that looked way differently than my timetable, but we did. We got to adopt and she completes our family. She is dramaful and nothing like the two boys that I <laughs> have raised exactly, before exactly. and has taught me a lot about myself, which is really cool and how God does in situations like that. Um, she's so different, so different, but she is amazing and she's a bright light that God uses in a lot of places. Um, it's really cool to watch how he's already using her and I, I believe he's gonna use her in some pretty mighty ways. I've seen it already. That's neat. Um, it is neat, yeah, she's a neat little girl. Um, she also is just very unique and different than the boys and we're doing some things differently. So he's called me to homeschool her now, right now, two days a week. Um, she goes, well, she goes three, two. I teach her three, uh -huh. which is something that I would have, I didn't do with the boys and yeah, just unique, yeah. So you have, what is the gap, if you don't mind me asking, between the boys and the girl? Um, yes, there are seven and nine years difference. So mm -hmm. it is, is that right? I can't do math, but yes. Well, <laughs> they were nine and seven when I got her and yeah. she was 18 months when we got to go pick her up. So but, it's like you were saying with your 13 year old coming yeah. alongside. And I remember it very vividly when she was two and she started talking and she said, something fell off the wall and she said, oh crap. I'm like, wait, <laughs> we don't say that. Wait, what did you just say? But uh -huh. my boys were saying crap. And so mm -hmm. of course she was now. Sure. So mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's a lot different when yeah. you have mm -hmm. youngers with olders. It is different. <laughs> have you, that's one of the things that I was thinking about with your, with the E3 ministry is that you do have moms of all ages. So when you are, are parenting yes. children of all ages, mm -hmm. because the needs are different. It is. The, the, you know, the it needs is. for um, moms who are, have preschoolers. And, and I always, I used to always say, the moms of the preschool and babies, I always felt like it was harder. It's just very difficult mm -hmm. because you're sleep deprived. You yes. are trying to figure out how to breastfeed, how they eat, their eating. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're up on it. There's just so many things. But then as they get older, it's still hard because you're wondering. Hard. It's a different mm -hmm. hard because it's hard at every kind because then you're wondering, are they going to get home safe at night? Yeah. They're, you know what I mean? Are I they, do. what decisions are they making? And are they full of integrity or are they not? Mm -hmm. And then at one point, then you do have to release them. And then that is also hard, you yeah. know, truly hard. They're no longer in the home and you mm -hmm. don't have, it's just all of it is difficult. Have you noticed any sort of unique, uh, specific needs to like moms of preschoolers versus like moms of older kids? Like a like a difference there? I think you're right. There is the different level of hardness, both being hard, but just maybe the physical exhaustion when they are young versus mental exhaustion sure. when they get a little bit older. Yeah. Um, it, the time is different, right? Like my time now is spent a lot of driving and carting and going to all the activities where the time prior is in the home, maybe mm -hmm. cooped up, but um, stuck with them all day long. The parks. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're right. That is a challenge with having a group of all the ages, but I have tried to, um, we're going to do some discussions where it's all the preschool moms come over here, all the newborn moms, all the mm -hmm. older moms, you know, but then we also have wiser moms sitting at the table that have been through different life situations that can help with guide the conversations from What all. I think is interesting is that I, I guess I feel like no matter if you're doing the older or the younger, God's word is true. 
Yeah. God's word is unchanging. Yeah. And it's applicable, I think, mm-hmm. you know, to every stage, no matter what it is you're going through, that he is our peace and our rest when we're sleep deprived. You know, he gives it's us so energy true. we don't have and he's our peace and our rest when we are complete. I love that dis- the difference you just made, though, is that we're like physically exhausted when our children are mm-hmm. babies, but we are so mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I think spiritually exhausted because yeah. some we have some moms who, who battle for the prodigals. You know, like I want to like yeah. identify them like that is a spiritual exhaustion also. Mm-hmm. And so you just to keep praying, but God is still present and good and working and all those things as well. The little logo that we came up with for E3, it's got um, like a hand and then a little pinky and they're holding on to it. And so when I first started, I asked the ladies what that meant to them. Of course, it was, you know, like a mom guiding a child or um, being you know, them taking the lead, walking them alongside. Um, and it was twofold as like I thought of it. It's the word embrace that is part of the E3, but it's, yes, you're embracing motherhood. You're embracing your child, guiding them, but also allowing God to embrace you mm-hmm. as you walk through. And it reminds me a lot of the story in uh, Matthew where it's, um, you know, Jesus, well, the disciples are out in the boat. Jesus comes walking towards them. He doesn't recognize them. He thinks it's a ghost, right? And so Peter says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come. And that's where he gets to walk out on water, come. And then he sees the winds and the waves and he starts to sink. And he says, save me. And then there's Jesus right there with his hand reaching out, ready to guide and help and direct. And so I feel like it's the same with us as moms. His hand's there. Are you going to let him guide, direct, and lead you? And as you're mentally, physically exhausted, crying out to him, saying, I need your help in every single decision that I'm making. And so that's what it really means to me. Um, And uh, just, yeah, embracing God's hand as you walk through this challenging thing called motherhood, but then also embracing that God has called you to mom. He's he's Mm -hmm. making a way for you to do this. And our society downplays that so strongly. What? You're just a mom? You're not going to go get a job too? Um, And I want moms to realize, no, it is so critically important to be the mom that God has created you to be. And let's embrace that Mm -hmm. and walk forward in that strongly. That's so good. That's fantastic. Um, It's just fantastic to hear that you're reminding moms that when you're there for your child, God is there for you. Mm. And don't forget that, that you're really not alone. Um, I don't know why we forget that. I don't know why we feel so alone as Christian moms Mm -hmm. when we have the creator of the universe equipping us. And I think we forget because uh, there's an assault. Mm -hmm. There's an assault on uh, our kids. There's an assault on us as parents um, to make us feel like we cannot be the leaders that God's called us to be be, Mm -hmm. and that our children need. Um, But I look at my mom and, and the when she had to raise kids, she, there were books and there were some like radio programs, but there wasn't this information age for her to be like, oh, my child has anxiety. What do I do about that? Oh, my child has stomach problems when she eats dairy. What do I do about that? You know, everything was just so slow and so laborious. Um, And my mom was very successful at raising children through very difficult person. Our personal history had a lot of ups and downs and bumps and things that some of it was the result of our own issue. Some of it was just put upon us, you know, but I saw her seek God. 
I saw her just that scripture, anyone who needs wisdom, ask for wisdom be given to you. And there are so many brilliant things that my parents did, not because they knew what to do, because they're just like, God, I don't know what to do. Give us wisdom. Um, I'm seeing a lot of moms right now in that stage of life is just happening and there's nothing that they can cut out. It's just a very intense season. And we've heard your beginning and we've kind of seen where you are right now. What was that middle for you coming from being just exhausted, decimated as a mom, having not much of a support system to now being on the other side of it? What did that middle look like for you? What did God reveal to you, do for you, change in you, add to you to get you to the place where you feel like a supported mom now and also can support others? What did you learn? Good question. I'm still learning (laughs) and it's still hard. Um, But I think just the dependency on God, knowing, like you said, He is my helper and He's the only one that gives me the true wisdom that I need to keep going. And in the middle of the night when I'm worried about the kid that's not made at home or whatever, that the first thing I got to do is cry out to God. And do I do that perfect every time? No. And am I teaching my kids the way I'm teaching other people to teach all the time? No. Um, But just always falling back on God. And I do have a a strong faith background from my mom and grateful for that and her prayers that have continually be supportive over me um, to where I I, I thrive when I'm in God's word. And I know that and I see that about myself Mm -hmm. and it makes me come alive and and I, it's who I am. And so um, I think just praise God for that, that I do have a mom that taught me that. And that's what I do desire to do um, day in and day out. And it's what got me through. The beautiful thing will be the ripple effect that comes from this. I truly believe that. Like even like now you showing deference and honor to your mom and her your mom's faith and what an impact that made on you. And what a beautiful thing now for her to give that message to other moms, you know, that, that, that there will be children that will maybe sit at a podcast and be able to yeah. say it was my mom's faith. You yeah. know, I mean, I did get uh, two, two, about two weeks ago, I spoke and uh, I'll always ask my daughter what she thinks. She's usually in the audience. And mm-hmm. so I texted her and I'm like, well, what'd you think? Mm-hmm. And she sent me back a text and she said, God confirmed for me, mom, that you are doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Oh, that's so good. And I was <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't care. I don't care about, I don't care what anybody else thought about the content <laughs> because God used that message to light a fire in my daughter's life that she wants to proclaim the gospel. Do you know what I mean? And to do it in such a way that inspires other women to follow the Lord. So and good. and that's what we want. We want that passed down, however we that do. comes about. So I'm going to jump to your life personally really quick because I'm just curious about something. Okay. Every So we're friends on Facebook, obviously. So I followed you for a while. Um, do you do you guys have sheep at your yes. house? Like what what is this? I see you with sheep. This and is I fun, see- Jane. So we have sheep for a certain season. Okay. Um, my kids are involved in 4-H, and so they will show sheep at the 4-H fairs throughout the summer. So we get our sheep when they are pretty young babies in um, March. They'll be born in December. We'll get them in March. We keep them from March until August when we sell them at state fair. So. so- do you keep any other animals? We or do. Just... We got chickens at our house, Jane. Oh, Would word. you like some chicken eggs? No, I do not. Here's the thing about me and eggs. We have a man here who has eggs. People bring in eggs. We're in Lincoln You County, don't like right? dirty eggs, do I you? don't. I don't want an egg <laughs> that I best. have not bought from the grocery store. Everybody says that. They're like, Jane, do you really understand? Do you really? Under-? I'm like, I don't care. I want to buy them in the carton. It doesn't surprise me to and know they that come about you, from Jane. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna cook you a I cannot, good egg, and no. you'll recognize the difference. I, people say that, but I can't. I'm like, what if I crack it and there's a little chicken there? You know, like Jane, do you understand? I that don't works? have roosters. That's what they're saying. Do you understand? So that will like, no, never happen. I don't, you well, maybe I don't know. I don't. I just don't want to take the risk. Okay, I'm not gonna take the risk. It has to come from the grocery store. Anyway, no one. So you only have. So you have sheep. So you obviously you had sheep growing up. Do you have? Do you live in a farm? Do you have farmland? Oh, we live in like St. Louis. We just have so a few in the acres. backyard. <laughs> There's sheep in the backyard. You can go swimming at the lake. I the did beach. grow up on a farm ranch, and so I grew up showing steers. Actually, my father is a yeah. He he has cattle. Um, I shoot. I I showed sheep occasionally. Um, we didn't. That wasn't our main thing, but my husband did, mm-hmm. and so we knew we couldn't have cattle where we live now. So instead, we Darn have it. sheep. Yeah. <laughs> So it's everything that they say about sheep, is it true? Like what they say in the Bible about they, sheep? Are they, are they dumb? Are they, are they <laughs> yes. frustrating? Yes. Yes. Bullheaded. Yes. Just like us, right? <laughs> we my, can learn a lot from sheep. I was talking to my husband because he was raised in the country and they had all kinds of animals and showed animals and that thing. And he goes... And this is so confusing to me. He's like, I love the goats. The goats were great. It was the sheep that were horrible. And I'm like, I disagree. Oh, Oh, it's funny. You know, side note, this is totally random, but this is totally random. a, A friend of ours, does goat yoga. I mean, they do the out like this. Okay. But I would die. I would die if an animal jumped on me while I was trying to stretch out my body. First of all, I wouldn't work out in a Let barn. Let me know if you First go. of I all, watch. not working out in a barn. Second of all, an animal jumping on me. I, I don't know. I, just, I see it as a massage, like just a back massage. I just That's know. What they do. Yeah. I would be terrified. I just wouldn't want them to poop on me. That's, <laughs> It could I can they? handle the massage. I just don't want them pooping on I me. I don't even go to the butterfly house. I don't want butterflies <laughs> on me. It's like this big moth just lands on me. I don't know. At least you know. Terrible. I do know. I know me and I'm fine You know your me. truth. I do. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, my goodness. Well, Katie, we wish you the best of luck. We're praying for you. And I think what you're doing is remarkable. I think that it's going to be great. It's going to be a great. It's going to minister generationally, not just um, in the here and now. And that's that's the, that's the that's the viewpoint that we have to look at with that's all good. ministries. Yes. So it's exciting. One of the things that we do with a lot of our people that we interview is ask them a question: What is pressing on your mind that you would like your community to continue the conversation on? And it doesn't have to be what we've been talking about, but what's on your heart that um, you're wanting to talk to your community about that's important to you that you could leave us with. I think it's going to go right back to what we just spoke about. Moms, your job is important. Lean into it. Embrace your high calling of motherhood. And that we're equipped by the heavens to do what we're called to do. Yes. So this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to continue the conversation next time with True North. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having me. for spending your time with us today, friends. Be sure to check us out at northroadchurch.com to stay updated on all kinds of events and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcasting sites. And join us next week as we continue the conversation on True North.